0: I am so excited about this episode as Joe High shares with us some tips on finding that money you didn't know you had. And spoiler alert, it is not in your couch. Are you tired of the traditional money advice? Me too. Bienvenida. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. Join me each week for down to earth money conversations that will leave you with more confidence and inspiration to help you take control of your money. And you will probably learn some Spanish along the way too. Lista? You ready? Empecemos with. Let's get started. Bienvenida. Qué emoción de tenerte por aquí. Welcome. How exciting to have you here. This is Jen Hemphill, your host. Now, this marks the last full episode for season six, and we're going to wrap up the remainder of the season with some mini episodes. And you'll find out more about this at the end of this episode. So make sure that you stay to the end. Today, I've got a special guest who I know you will absolutely love. He is smart, big-hearted, and funny. I know you will be inspired by Joe Salcihai. Now, in this episode, you're going to learn the story behind the sweater he bought in college that is still stashed in his closet to this day. You're going to learn also how he ruined his credit in 90 days and why he keeps this said sweater in his closet. And you're also going to learn the exact secret of a multimillionaire that he learned. And it's not what you think. And you're also going to learn tips on finding money you didn't know you had. Now, let me share with you a little bit about my friend, Joe Salcihai. Joe is the creator and co-host of the award-winning Stacking Benjamin's podcast. Stacking Benjamin's broadcast live from Joe's bombs basement and is a really light show emphasizing easy money conversations. Joe was a financial planner for 16 years and worked in media with American Express and Ameriprise. He was Detroit's money man on the number one rated news station WXYZ Channel 7. He also appeared in major media channel like Business Insider, Fast Company, the Chicago Sun-Times, and Los Angeles Times. Vamos a conocer a mi amigo Joe. Let's meet my friend Joe. Bienvenido mi amigo Joe. Welcome to the Her Money Matters podcast. I am so excited to have you finally on the show.
1: I can't believe I'm really here. Am I really here?
0: Yes, you are here. And for those of you listening right now, I have to tell you something about Joe. He has been a mentor of mine. He has helped me so much with this podcast. So any improvements, those type of things, probably Joe was telling me, uh, why aren't you doing this? Uh So Joe, I just want to really, really say thank you, because I can't express how much I appreciate you, your insights, and just telling me how it is. Like, you need to be doing this, or you shouldn't be doing that, or why don't you do this? So I really, really appreciate that. So I well, wanted to told- tell you that.
1: Well, thank you, but you're totally overselling it. Her Money, (laughs) this is an awesome podcast and I'm not a her, but you go on runs with me. So I'm, (laughs) I'm invading as a guy, I'm invading the audience.
0: Oh, you're so funny. Well, let's dive into how you grew up around money. Tell us your money story. What did you see? What did you
1: learn? Mine was, you know, you learn from things that are well done, but you also learn from things in your life that are absolutely horrible. And mine was a train wreck. I grew up in a household Jen where nobody talked about money. If my parents were having a money discussion and my brother sister, I walked in the room, they'd stop. It wasn't my place. You don't talk about money in front of the kids, and the kids don't ask any money questions. So we learned values like hard work and um, you know being the first one and the best worker in the job, and respect your boss, and great stuff around productivity. But once we made the money, we didn't know anything about what to do with it. So when I went to college. I walked into, and it was a military college, so I didn't have any time to have a part-time job or pay any you know, credit card bills, but I walked into Mark Clark Hall at the Citadel where I was in school, and that was our student union, and there was an American Express table there. And I signed up for my an American Express card, and of course, they gave me one, right? And I think I did it for something stupid like a beach towel or a Frisbee or something. Uh, actually, it could have even just been – I was thought having a credit card would be really cool. Well, so I get this credit card, and the first time that we are allowed off-premises as freshmen at the Citadel, or knobs as they called us because of our knobby shaved heads, I took all my buddies out to lunch. I bought a sweater at Nordstrom. I still have the sweater, it, just to remind me of how stupid this was. Because I'm in a military college, gym. What the hell am I going to do with a sweater? <laughs> I, <laughs>
0: was, like, maybe you you're All still that. using it. So you're obviously doing something with it.
1: Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I don't use it. I have it in my closet to remind me not to ever do something that dumb again. So because the <laughs> bill came... And I had no way to pay the bill. So what I did what all kids do. I called my mom and I said, hey, mom, I need you to take care of this for me. And she's like, well, you know what? You got yourself into the problem. Take care of it yourself. So within 90 days, my credit card had been taken away. My credit was ruined and I had to slowly kind of find my way out from there. So my money story started off not knowing anything and really running into a bunch of walls and touching a bunch of stoves and figuring out how not to do that again.
0: And how did you solve the credit issues? What did you do?
1: Well, it's funny. I slowly over time learned how to manage money, how to keep a checking account. Initially, what I did was, I mean, it went to collections, but the next summer I had to work two jobs. I worked at McDonald's and I worked at a local park to try to make enough money to pay off that bill as quickly as I could. And what's funny was the bill wasn't, I mean, in my head, it was this huge bill, but I think it was, you know, by the time I got done, it was maybe Three hundred dollars, like three hundred dollars wrecked my credit, Jen.
0: Wow, I was thinking you were going to say a thousand, two thousand no. dollars, something like that. Three hundred dollars, no. but yeah. But when you're that young, that amount seems like so much, especially if you maybe you haven't had a job yet, if you don't know what it takes to earn that money. Uh, so I can see why it was a lot. But also the fact that your parents shied away of speaking money that definitely had an impact because you didn't know any better.
1: No, I knew Zippo. I always thought it was fun, though, watching these people on TV, like on the Today Show or Good Morning America, that always, you know, they have these finance people on, they still do today, that know these little tricks to manage money better. They know like the hidden secrets in your budget. And I always thought that was really cool. So I ended up working with a company that ended up being a part of American Express and then because of my ability to talk about money, I ended up being a PR person for American Express, which is kind of funny because the joke was kind of on them, right? They took the credit card away from me when I was 18, and they ended up hiring me to speak on behalf of them about good money management skills.
0: Did you tell them that, or you just kind of kept that I, on the down low?
1: I kept that so on the down low. I'm like, yeah, you guys don't do your homework, do you? Because you have no idea who's so talking. So
0: you, you didn't come into work wearing that sweater, just... No,
1: that's right. that's right. I did that. Even if I would have, they would have just said, mm, That's an ugly sweater from the 80s. You could
0: have said, You helped me buy this.
1: <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you sent me to collections over this. Congratulations. <laughs> right.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so wonderful. So let's take, let's go from you got the job at Amex. And in terms of managing money, you were learning over time how to manage your money better. What have been some of your best, maybe your aha moments as you were learning this and managing your money better that you want to share with us, like things that you stumbled upon or maybe that you didn't know before, maybe just from thinking outside the box, if you will, that helped you tremendously?
1: I had a great discussion with a multimillionaire once. And it's funny because multimillionaires want to tell you that they're more disciplined than you are. And we think that they're more disciplined than we are if you're listening and you're not a multimillionaire, right? And it was funny because here I was struggling with money and this woman was just fantastic with money. And I said to her something about discipline. And she actually, I think it was kind of brave of her to tell me the truth. She's like, oh, no, no, everybody wants you to think we're more disciplined. I'm not any more disciplined than you. Here's the one thing that I did that has made me a multimillionaire. And that is when I stumble across something that's really cool and implement that, I have the wherewithal to realize that I just stumbled on something cool. And then I think to myself, how do I automate that so I never have to stumble over it again? I automatically make this money. So it's funny because things like direct depositing to a savings account versus a checking account doesn't make you a multimillionaire. Looking at your car insurance Every year on your birthday, does not make you a multimillionaire or taking the tax refund and making sure instead of getting a big tax refund that you have that in every paycheck and then you automatically have that money. The second you get paid, you have it automatically go into a mutual fund or exchange traded fund that you like or you know your Roth IRA, wherever it should go. But this idea of stumble on it the first time and then automate the process so you always pick up those dollars. I think that allows multimillionaires then to focus on, you know, what they really do. And this woman was a fantastic executive at one of the car companies. I lived in Detroit at the time, and she was amazing at her job. She was amazing at her job, partly because she didn't have all these wasted brain cells thinking about all the little things. Where's my paycheck going? How much money should I save from that? It's all handled automatically. And that was probably the biggest aha that I had in my career when I was a financial planner.
0: I absolutely love that. Because if you think of managing your money, you should think of it as managing a business. When you outsource more and get help, like outsource the things that maybe you don't want to do or that maybe that's not your strength, that's when the magic starts to happen, right? So with the money, I, I love that because you put these things on autopilot and it allows you to focus on maybe learning more about wealth building or learning some other things that you have not been able to implement. So that is fantastic.
1: Yeah, I love uh, David Allen, you know, uh, David Mm -hmm. Allen, As the getting things done, he's kind of an organizational expert. He says that you want to be like water. You want your brain to be like water. And you can't do that if you're thinking about all these little things. Am I clipping these coupons? Am I making sure that my cell phone bill is getting paid on time? Do I have an automatic payment going to my credit card? Like, if your brain is constantly tripping over all these little things, you're not going to be able to be like water and recognize the big opportunities when they hit.
0: Right. Because on the day to day grind, we have so many things going on that it just takes up a lot of bandwidth in our mind. And the more your mind is filled with all these other things, that doesn't allow space to think effectively on maybe manage and making a good financial decision or a good business decision. So that completely makes sense. And I really love that. Now, I wanted to talk to you, being that you're the host of Stacking Benjamins, which one of my favorite podcasts, by the way, not just saying that, seriously. Let's talk about finding that money, finding those Benjamins. I know you have some great tips on how to find that money in your budget that you didn't know you
1: had. Well, these are actually, Jen, to that point, a lot of these little things. So I'll give you a few of them. There's a great one that I learned from a property casualty agent, somebody that sells homeowners insurance and car insurance. They said that different companies like different Age groups. So, as an example, I'm just making this up, but let's say Allstate likes people that are between 35 and 45. So, if you're having your 35th birthday, what you will find is that all of a sudden Allstate loves you, where in the past Allstate had higher rates than, you know, farmers or Geico or somebody else. But those points change all the time where insurance companies like you. So, this guy said, Go to one of these places like a progressive where they'll show you maybe 10 different quotes with one phone call, you know? They'll show you a bunch of different places. Find a couple of those so it doesn't take all day and maybe not on your birthday, but the day after your birthday every year. Just run your car insurance through a bunch of different companies. And I've changed car insurance companies four times, finding better rates through very reputable companies and mostly because of the fact that as I age, different companies like me better. Now that helps you save money, but here's what most people do. Then, so that's trick number one. Mm-hmm. Trick number two, though, is let's say that you save thirty or forty dollars a month by lowering your car insurance costs, right? What a lot of people do is they'll save that thirty bucks and then they find themselves at Outback or <laughs> or at, at, at you know at some other restaurant uh, spending that money. It just mm-hmm. it, if it's in your checking account. Bye-bye. So I like using apps to get the money automatically saved. And uh, one that I like is called Rise. And I'm not affiliated with this company at all. I just use it myself. I dig it. It's R-I-Z-E. And you save for goals. So Cheryl and I, my spouse and I, are saving for a goal to go to Germany next year. And we just saved some money by cutting our cable bill. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we saved that this extra 30 bucks a month on cutting the cable bill, I immediately went to my rise account and said, raise the amount I save every month by 30 bucks. So now I've got $30 more going into the Germany fund than I had the month before. So don't just recognize the savings, right? By doing the yearly auto insurance thing, once you get the savings, make sure it stays in your pocket by having it automatically go to a fund or, you know, kids college fund or wherever you want it.
0: So with RISE, is it like digit a little bit or how different are they?
1: Well, with, it's funny because RISE has a digit component if you want it. RISE on its flesh is very, very simple. You set a goal. You then say, so mine is Germany. How much money do you need to save for that goal? There's a little simple calculator if you want it there. Okay, here's how much it is. You want to save that into this fund? Yes, so then I have this money automatically taken out of my checking account every month. I pick the day. You can go every week, every two weeks, every month, every quarter, whatever you want it to be. And then I have it go into my RISE account. FDIC insured savings account, decent interest rate. You know, all interest rates on savings accounts stink, <laughs> but 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 it's competitive. And the money automatically then goes into this separate account. So you could do that at your bank. You don't need rise. Here's what I like about mm-hmm. Rise it's a couple of cool things. They have these things called power ups which will help you save money faster. And one of the power ups is a digit look alike where it analyzes your checking account and maybe takes out a little more that you're never going to miss. And you can toggle that on or off. I toggled it on for me, but I know people that say, "No, I just really like the $200 a month or whatever it might be." The second power up that I also like is one that raises your savings 1% every month. So if we're saving $200, It'll save $202 next month, then $204 the next month, 206 the month after that. And just this little accelerator, Jen, that makes it easier, you know, to save bigger and bigger amounts of money because you're doing it a little bit, little step at a time.
0: I love that. And I love what you mentioned that when people save some money, they end up spending it or they don't give that money something to do. And the same with like coupons or when you go buy something on sale or those type of things, or maybe you decide to buy something that's less expensive than the original item, that savings, I see a lot of people, they don't do anything with that savings. They pat themselves on the back for saving the money, but then that money is not working for them. So I think this is a great app and a great thing to do because I know that's something that I don't use an app, but I do religiously. Every single dollar that comes in has a place to go. It doesn't necessarily stay. We just leave the amount of money that we need to live on, like to pay for the expenses and our main account and everything else, is filtered out to the different goals, to investments, whatever else that we have going on. Because it's that important. If it's left there, it does get spent, like you said.
1: And you feel so powerful when every dollar has a home. You know, oh, it really, absolutely, it really gives you confidence that when you go actually go see a movie in a movie theater, which could you know cost a bajillion dollars if you use the concession stand. Yes. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) But when you go, you don't have to think, well, am I, you know, can I really afford to do this? No, you can easily afford to do it. That's a cool thing, by the way, for people that like uh, movies. I just started this uh, cool thing movie.
0: Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you.
1: Pass which movie pass is $10 a month. You see as many 2D movies as you want in a month. And uh, I used it for the first time last week. Cheryl and I go see a lot of movies. And so that for me, somebody who is a cinema lover, just saved me a ton of money.
0: Oh, my goodness. That is so awesome. So what other tips do you have in terms of finding money in your budget that you didn't know you had?
1: Yeah. So your cell phone bill is another big place to find money. I find that people, especially if they're with one of the major carriers, there's so many new carriers out there. Now, for some people like me, as an example, I live on a hill and there's only one provider. There's only one provider for me where I can actually get service inside my house. But with Wi-Fi now, right? A lot of providers out there will work over your Wi-Fi system. So I don't even need to worry about having that provider. I can go to one of the upstarts. So checking out your cell phone, I think, is a big one. Also, when you go out to eat at restaurants, Uh uh, you know, people do that, Jen. People do that and don't even think about eating at restaurants and the huge amount of money that ends up swallowing from your budget. And people will go out to a restaurant you have a couple of alcoholic beverages. You look at the cost of a glass of wine at a restaurant, eight bucks. If there's two of you and you have two drinks each, you know there's $32 you just spent on two glasses of wine for you and your significant other. So uh, that's a bunch of money. But if you're going to eat at a restaurant, if you're going to do that, I like these programs that work with your credit card Mm -hmm. and you don't. You don't even have to use your credit card. So for me, as an example, American Airlines has one that works with restaurants where I live in Texarkana. And if I sign up my debit card or my credit card and I go into a restaurant and eat that's a part of the program, I then end up getting mileage points. And because I like to fly places, I like vacations, mm-hmm. it's just easier way for me to accumulate miles so I can use my debit card and not have to worry about getting into credit card debt. On that note, by the way, I also like uh, an app called Debitize.
0: Oh, Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, Debitize takes your credit card and turns it into a debit card. So that, once again, people that find credit cards to be dangerous but really want the reward points, if you use something like Debitize, you can use your credit card like a debit card. So those are a couple more that I really like. But with all those, here's an aha that most people don't have. You talked about earlier about how you keep the money that you need for the month for expenses, right? And then Mm -hmm. everything else has a savings home. I like figuring out what that budget is. And for a lot of people, and you know this better than most people, Jen, for most people, they don't realize that the amount of money you make has nothing to do with the amount of money you spend, right? I mean, we think, well, hey, I'm bringing home X amount per month, so I've got that to spend. Well, Why are those two related? They don't have to be. So. To uncouple those, figure out what you need to turn the lights on every day and your budget, have that money direct deposit to the checking account, but have the rest of the money right from your employer direct deposit to a savings account that's hard to get to. If they'll allow two places for your direct deposit, that's a huge win. So when I was people's financial planner and they had trouble spending all the money in their checking account. We would, if they could only direct deposit one place, we would direct deposit all their money into a savings account that was hard to get to and then only put in the checking account the amount of money that they needed to pay their bills. And, you know, these are people that don't balance their checkbook, but they look at their ATM receipt every time they go yeah. for more money and they think, OK, I got X amount of money. And it was funny because as people gave themselves less money in their checking account, guess what happened? They spent less. Right. They spent just because the money wasn't available, and all of a sudden these people that could never save because we set it up so money was saved automatically, those people were able to to all of a sudden save more money than they ever thought they could, which was pretty powerful
0: yes, because sometimes when we set you know when we set these systems if you will in place and we set it uh, forget it, we just kind of adjust to the new uh, the money that's in there, right so it's just a matter of just looking at what you need to live on, uh, setting those systems in place, filtering that money out to a separate account or separate accounts, whatever. However, because I just have different buckets for different things. And that helps so much. It, it really, really, really does. I absolutely love that. And do you have any other tips?
1: In oh, terms man. Of- yeah, I
0: know you have a lot. I didn't know <laughs> if one was going to be uh, looking on your couch. Is that one?
1: Looking on your couch.
0: Yeah, in between the cushions.
1: (laughs) That's right. Yeah, well, no, actually there isn't. You know, you feel like there's money hiding in your sofa though, don't you? I mean, there's constantly money slipping through the cracks. So if you can find a way to capture all of those dollars that are slipping through the sofa cushions. That's great. But but you know what? Not in the sofa, but I'll tell you another good one. Here's another good one. is a company called uh, Declutter. I used this. This is like the lazy man's eBay, lazy woman's eBay, I guess, for her money matters, isn't it? The, the, <laughs> the, the, you take any box... You load the Declutter app on your phone, and then you go with a barcode. Like, I have all these CDs. I use Spotify now. I never, ever listen to my CDs, and I have this massive CD collection back from the day. And so I went through, and instead of having all this stuff on the shelf, you simply use the phone camera to scan. It tells you how much money Declutter will give you for that. Really? And, and then you throw it in the box. It prints out uh, very quickly. It prints out a an address label. You tape that to the top of the box and you send it to them. They pay for the shipping and then they give you money right into your bank account. It isn't a lot of money, but it reduces clutter in your life. It cleans stuff up. All you have to do is scan it, throw it in the box, make a few bucks. Our first box, we made $60. I got the second box in my living room right now because now I'm doing DVDs. They mm-hmm. will do. They'll do CDs. They'll do DVDs. They'll do books. Cassette they just tapes. Start, uh, uh, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about cassette tapes uh but i do know they do electronic equipment though and we've got some old xbox controllers and things and that we're no longer using so i'm going to start uh cleaning those up too but i like declutter cuz it's very very simple to eliminate clutter and you make a little extra money
0: oh my goodness i haven't heard of that one i know recently i saw one that was i don't know if it was it was about decluttering but it was just a service that basically you put everything out in your driveway and they'll come pick it up. Like, and with no questions asked is what I gathered because, you know, you can donate to Goodwill, but they have their salvation army, but they have their standards, right? You can, yeah. <laughs> and they definitely like have their standards. So it's a little hard to donate to them. So oh, those are fantastic. Now. With Stacking Benjamins, you all offer a fantastic podcast, which you're not supposed to learn anything from, but you actually, you really do. And uh, you've also been doing like Facebook lives. You've been doing a lot of things recently to help us uh, become better with our money. So tell us a little bit more about what else you're doing, because it's not just the podcast. There's a lot more to it because you can also get some fantastic t-shirts too. I've got one. <laughs>
1: We we have yeah we're known for our we're our crazy t-shirt design guy which I've, I find our t-shirts hilarious too so thanks we have courses my business partner Kathleen and I have put together some courses that people can take and that specifically to what we're talking about we have one called the Millionaire's Money Management System and it's all these little things we did kind of the tip of the iceberg today Jen but there's five bajillion of these and it isn't that you haven't heard of all of these different tips and ways to save a few dollars here and a few dollars there. I have them all in one place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by having them all in one place and making a system so that you can automate and systematize, not just identifying places where you're going to discover dollars that you didn't know you had in the sofa or wherever <laughs> you, you then capture that money. So we give you a few of them. Then we stop. We, we, tell you to automate that and we show you how to automate that, that we take a few more, let's save that money. Then we have you do it. I'll tell you what would be very frustrating for me is if somebody tried to take this course and just walk through it and didn't implement all the stuff because you'll get through this and you go, oh yeah, I've heard of all those. Well, of course you have. You didn't think of all of them right now. And the sad thing is, is you probably have forgotten 99% of them over and over and over. But it's all in one place. You get it done. Almost like decluttering, right? You get it done. Right. Remove the clutter and then it's, it's out of there. And that course is at uh, stackingbenjamins.com forward slash find Ben. So it's our Finding Benjamins course, uh, Millionaire Money Management System. I love
0: that. Find Ben, not find Benjamin, but find Ben. <laughs> Let's... <laughs> Nickname him. <laughs> I <laughs> love that. Now, I, and I think it's so true what you were saying. You, it's basically what you've taken. It's not stuff that's rocket science, but it's stuff that we don't do, that we just take for granted and we don't do. Like, for example, one of the challenges I have personally is the cooking, like in this house. And for some reason, they like to eat in this house. So, and I know a way to help me manage to get through the week is the meal planning, And, you know, that's like a thing, like, I know what I need to do. But recently, similar to your course, it's like basically a program where it basically takes me through the meal planning steps, like for the whole week, like I know how to cook, but she took it and simplified it right for because like we were talking about earlier, we are in the grind day to day, we have so many things. And what your course is doing is just giving us the baby steps, exactly what you need to do to move on and get these implemented.
1: And that's what it's all about is implementing, right? Whether you take our course or not, or just, you know, find a book, keep listening to Her Money Matters. When you hear something, it's what my client said, just my multimillionaire client. Stop, realize you just heard something cool and automate it right then because you're never going to have to think about it ever again, right? Once it's automated, you never have to think about it again. You're automatically saving that money. And I think that's the most powerful thing you can do. And that automation doesn't make you a ton of money. But it's that time, that mental space that you free up that you can then go out and do what you're best at, your unique talent.
0: Right. I love that. And these were some fantastic tips, some things that I didn't think about in terms of uh, calling different insurance and different when you turn a year old or those type of things. I don't think about that on the daily. So I think what your course does, too, is remind you of some things that maybe you knew in the past, but because you didn't automate it, you forgot it. <laughs> you forgot it and you just don't think to do it. And I really love the decluttering part too, as well. I mean, there were a lot of good stuff. So definitely something that we all need to check out. And um, this has been so fantastic, Joe. I really enjoyed having you finally, <laughs> finally on this podcast. I loved getting to know you even better and learning about how you grew up around money and you sharing your fantastic tips as well.
1: Well, thanks a ton for having me. I'm so happy. I finally made the cut to be on Her Money <laughs>
0: Finally made the cut. You've been there. You're so funny. Thanks, Joe. I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Muy buena gente, ¿cierto? Good people, right? I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed chatting with Joe. Before we continue to talk about my chat with him, I wanted to do a weekly shout out or la mención semanal. This week, I want to highlight librada or librada. She shared in our community that she had been so focused on making money in her business to pay the bills associated with renting it and for other personal expenses that while doing her budget, she realized that she had not put anything away in her savings. So now when she realized this, she changed that and it is now a line item in her budget. And I love that she shared this because even though putting away money in savings can be easy, but... When we are focusing so hard on certain things, we miss these areas of our lives or we can tend to miss the obvious, if you will, right? Which is why it's so important to check in with your money on a routine basis. I recommend at the bare minimum, and I really want you to do it more than once a month, but if that's all you got, I'll take it. But if you can check in with your money, Couple times, even weekly, that would be fantastic. Now, in regards to this chat with Joe, it's really hard for me to pinpoint my favorite part of this chat. But if I were to pick a really impactful part that I want, I would want you to walk away with was his chat with a multimillionaire and the wisdom that she shared. If you recall, she shared with Joe that she hadn't gotten to her financial status because she was more disciplined, but rather what she had done is that she automated all she could so they could focus on other things to build wealth. Now, I want you to take a moment to think about this, because if you took the time to automate your savings, for example, uh, that is one thing off your to-do list that you can just mark off and not have to worry again, right? So this way, as you mark this off, you can focus on other things that whether it can be bringing in more money or seeing where else you can save, uh, maybe minimizing some of those expenses, or focusing on creating a plan to get you out of debt. Because when you're thinking, I need to save, I need to save, and then you have all the good intentions of savings, but it doesn't get done for A or B reason. Life, let's just say, right? Uh, If you just take the moment to automate it, it makes your life a whole lot easier and you're able to focus on other things. Because as you're automating these things, it really opens up some bandwidth in your head so you can think more clearly, so you can focus on other steps that you need to take to move you forward and closer to your financial goals. So just take a moment to think about that. Now, if in your mind you're thinking... I don't want to automate savings because I know what you're thinking now. (laughs) If you're thinking, I don't want to automate savings, uh, for example, because you fear you don't have enough, then what you need to do is figure out if your fear is legitimate or not. And how you do that is to get clear as to what you have and what you don't have. And I know those numbers can be scary, but remember they're just numbers. So you need to face forward and address it. So that way you can throw the fear out the window and move forward so you can automate those savings. Now, if you haven't listened to the Stacking Benjamins podcast, you totally should. And while you're checking them out, check out their millionaire money management system over at secondbenjamins.com. Find Ben. What he shared today is really a teaser of what they provide and what they teach you in that system. And As you heard, when you heard these things, you're like, that's easy to do. But the question I ask of you is, are you doing these things, right? And they might be simple tips to apply, but are we taking that action to do them? And most likely, some of us are not doing those, right? That is a wrap for today. We start the mini episodes next week. To wrap up season six, I will be catching up. What we're going to be doing is catching up on past guests. So the mini episodes are literally mini, (laughs) maybe five minutes, uh, not much longer than that. Uh, We'll be highlighting a listener for the season. We're going to be highlighting some money wins that you have had this season that you have shared in our community. We're going to highlight the best money lessons that you've had of the season as well. So next week, you can expect those mini episodes, but the difference is there's not going to be any show notes. It's literally just going to be the audio in wherever you listen to this podcast, right? Season seven will begin April 5th, but that doesn't mean you can't check out the mini episodes in between. So don't go away. Just come back for the next four weeks. Check out the mini episodes. It's going to be a change in pace. We're changing it up a little bit instead of the replays we have been doing. So that is a wrap for today. I want to thank Joe for joining us and really for sharing his wisdom and his story as well. He's fantastic, as you saw. Uh, You can check out the show notes on where to find Joe over at jenhempill.com forward slash 135. And don't forget, if this episode made a difference for you, just share away, it would really mean the world to me. So I appreciate you being here. See you in the mini episodes for the next few weeks. Gracias por estar acá y nos vemos en las próximas semanas para los mini episodes. That was like, it wasn't the best translation, but it will do, right? Thanks again for being here. We'll talk soon. Ciao.